You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today I'm in conversation with Danny Shapiro, the author of Inheritance, the instant New York Times bestseller, as well as the iHeartRadio original podcast, Family Secrets. From the acclaimed best-selling memoirist, novelist, and host of the hit podcast, Family Secrets, comes a memoir about the staggering family secret uncovered by a genealogy test, an exploration of the urgent ethical questions surrounding fertility treatments and DNA testing, and a profound inquiry of paternity, identity, and love. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Danny Shapiro. Hi, Danny. Hi, Janine. Nice to be with you. You know, I was so thrilled to be able to talk to you because this book really hit home for me because there's such a prevalence of these DNA tests. But I want to back up. At what point did you know you wanted to become a writer? Was it something you did when you were younger to kind of process things? I always wrote. I I was the kid who was scribbling under the covers with a flashlight. I always wrote and I always <laughs> read, but I didn't I didn't remotely know that it was possible to be a writer. Uh, I didn't grow really? up among writers or artists. I, you know, I read voraciously, but I kind of didn't connect the idea that, you know, that there was actually, it's you know, weird. someone who spent their lives, you know, writing the books that I loved. Yes. Um, it really wasn't until I was in college that a light bulb began to go off where I realized that my professors, they were working writers and they would write their books and they would teach and they would you know, build these writing lives for themselves. And, and even then, I thought, well, that's great for them, but I can't do that. Really? So it, was, it wasn't really until my like, mid-20s that I uh, gave myself permission, which is something I always talk about with my students. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the first steps is you know, like giving yourself permission to, um, to take that leap. Yes, because it's scary. It's, you know, you're very uncertain. That's right. So here's a question for you. Well, there's so many. When you were younger, you talk about this a little in your book, you questioned yourself, your looks. When did that first start happening for you? So I, I grew up in an, in an observant Jewish family, mm-hmm. and I did not look like my family. Right. Um, to the point that people felt moved to constantly comment on it. So I am blonde, was very, very blonde as a child, mm-hmm. blue eyes and features that read as Western European, um, something I really now understand. Like when people would say to me, you don't look Jewish, they weren't just saying you don't look Jewish. They were really saying you look like you're from somewhere else. And yeah. I did. So it was the story of my life embedded in my life from the time that I was very small that people would say that to me. Um, and, and the way that I metabolized that, even as a child, was I would kind of um, push back. Like, no, of co- I mean, I'm, I'm very Jewish. I'm, you know, raised, I mean, my, right. my father's family comes from a long line of Orthodox Jews, and I speak fluent Hebrew, and, you know, like, I would, I would present my Jewish cred. Yes. Um, I, ne- I never stepped back and thought, why are people saying this to me all the time? I just thought, well, some genetic, you know, fluke or quirk sure. um, made me come out looking this way, but mm-hmm. I am most definitely... Um, Jewish, and, and I'm, I mean, much more importantly, I am most definitely my parents' child. Yes. So tell me, walk me through the process. You did this DNA test, and when you got the results, the feelings that you had. So my, my husband was interested in um, doing a DNA test just for fun. You know, these tests have become the most popular holiday gift in America. I Millions know. of people are taking them. Yeah. 
you know, he was into it. He was just, he's like, you know, likes doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, He asked me if I wanted to do it too, and I just went along. It wasn't something I would have done on my own, and it wasn't something I was particularly interested in. I knew where I came from. Sure. And, um, but I spit into the plastic vial, and we sent off our, you know, packets uh, to Ancestry.com in our case. And and then I promptly forgot all about it um, because it just wasn't meaningful to me. And then when my results came back a couple of months later, they, uh, in fairly short order, revealed like in a series of steps that I did not have the breakdown of ethnicity that I thought I would, that um, there was a first cousin who was a stranger Mm -hmm. who was on my Ancestry.com page, and step by step, it didn't take very long, uh, was this um, shocking, crushing uh, realization that my dad had not been my biological father, and I had never known. Yes. And and that feeling, I mean, th- that initial feeling that you ask about was that. It was a feeling of, I was literally dizzy. Yes. My husband and I were actually on our way to San Francisco for work, um, like while I was in the throes of making this discovery, and San Francisco is already this very vertiginous city. Yes. It's all hills, sure. you know. And, <laughs> so now you know, you're really nauseous. I, I, I was like, walk- <laughs> I was. I was walking through San Francisco, like hugging the walls, like feeling like mm-hmm. I was going to fall off the curb, really dizzy. You know, we, we use that expression, the rug is pulled out from under me. Oh, yeah. But we never think about what that actually means. That's what it felt like. I felt groundless. Not because the biology was this all-important thing, mm-hmm. but because it's what I understood myself to be. Your identity. It was, yeah. you know, like the truth of me, my identity. Our, our identities are formed from the time we're very small by the stories we're told about ourselves, whatever those stories are. Mm-hmm. And if those stories are actually not true, our identities are being formed around something that is, there's something missing about, there's something hollow Right. Uh, and and it was true for me that no matter how much um, I loved my dad and he loved me and no matter how kind of safe in certain ways and secure and grounded my, you know, my childhood was in the sense of, you know, being, you know, a very much, you know, a first world privileged sure. childhood there was something that didn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. something that didn't add up, some way in which I didn't fit, like all the pieces of me that should have fit perfectly, as far as I knew. Yeah. But I remember being a child and thinking, I should feel like I absolutely belong here mm-hmm. in this life that I'm in. Why don't I? I, I, I didn't formulate the question, why don't I? I yeah. actually just thought there's something wrong with something, it. Something's that not I right. Feel this Something's not right, and when you're a child and you feel that way, you turn it on yourself. There must be something not right with me mm-hmm. that I feel the sense of not rightness because oh, there was nothing else to pin it on. Yes, I saw a picture online of you and your dad, and he was wearing his tefillin, and um, mm-hmm. I thought, look at all these things that she experiences. It, you know, growing up in this Orthodox family. Do you still feel that connectedness to Judaism? I do feel the connectedness to Judaism. That was a that that's that's been a journey mm-hmm. um, because, as it turns out, biologically, I'm fifty percent um, as other from Judaism as you could get um, in yes. terms of you know the the 
genetics of my ancestors on my biological father's side. Mm-hmm. But I don't, that's, that's not part of my story. Right. It's part of my constitution. It's mm-hmm. part of my makeup. Mm-hmm. It's part of my medical history. It's part of my, uh, it's part of the face that looks back at me in the mirror. But the life that I lived, you know, the life I lived as a child, the bond I had with my dad, the loss of him when I was only 23, he died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the um, the world that I was steeped in, that's my world. Yes. You know, so it's like the world that I was steeped in, which is, you know, we, we talk about nature and nurture, the, the nurture of this is psychologically and emotionally where I come from is actually clearer to me than ever. But the nature, which, you know, one of the things I've learned is we'd like to, we'd like to pretend that nature doesn't matter at all. Um, mm-hmm. In the nature-nurture debate, we'd like to think, like, just like, let's take nature off the table. It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's not true either. Right. Um, the pieces of me that didn't add up, or I remember once my mother-in-law said to me, you know, sweetheart, you must have a hell of a constitution, she said to me about something. And I remember standing there looking at her and thinking, she's right, I do. Why? Right. Because my parents didn't. And when I met my biological father, there it was. There was my constitution. The things that, you know, that, that make us up. Yes. The gestures, the physical aspects, but also deeper aspects. That's the, so the interesting. deeper aspects are... Um, we can't discount those either. I mean, I ultimately come to feel like I come from three people. I come from my mother, mm-hmm. who was my biological mother, and to whom I was not very close. I come right. from my dad, who raised me, who, as it turns out, was not my biological father, but who I think of and I feel connected to every day of my life. And I come from my biological father, with whom I share many traits and who is a very kind and thoughtful and lovely person, and I'm very lucky. Yes. I'm very lucky it's him. Um, and that I've gotten to experience that, because many people don't. Many people do these days, but many people don't. Right. Uh, so it, it, it took three people. <laughs> it, took, yeah. it took a village. Isn't, um, isn't it interesting how you can uh, not be raised or be with your biological parent, but you have those attributes for, through genetics? And then you are influenced also yeah. by a very loving person that you're not related to. Like, I'm, I'm close with my stepmother now. Um, my mom passed away years ago. And I'm influenced by, influenced by some of the things that she instilled in me. I mean, we're not, we're not similar in a lot of ways, but certain things, good things. Yes, yes. The people we share life with. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, you know, the people that we, we walk through this world with, they are the people who influence us for you know for better and for worse but they they are the people who influence us and at the same time uh you know i hear stories all the time you know strange um almost you know they almost seem metaphysical these stories but of you know people who have never known each other who are biologically related who um name their children the same names or end up in the same careers or you know, never having known each other, right. because there is the biology too. And you know, my biological father and I have—I mean, I write about this in the book—we have the same favorite novel. Oh come on! I mean, and it's not like <laughs> you know, it's not like one of the greatest hits. Yeah, but you know, it's just—it's it's a somewhat obscure um, literary novel 
that amazing and it's just it's, we have the same favorite novel we have similarities in our humor mm-hmm. in in the way that we um in the way that we think that are just biology and yes. when i first saw him i write about this in the book but i saw him for the first time on a youtube video and he was behind a lectern and he was gesturing with his hands he was giving a lecture mm-hmm. um and that's something i do all the time in my life i stand behind a lectern and I give a lecture, um, but I, what I noticed was that I gesture the same way. Fascinating. That's biology. Yes. And it can also be nurture. You can pick up all sorts of, you know, I my handwriting is like my dad's, mm-hmm. the, the dad who raised me. You know, I um, have taste that's similar to my mother's in many ways. You know, there, I mean, obviously there's many ways in which we're, profoundly influenced by the people who raise us, but we're also influenced by biology, both. It's so fascinating. So uh, I know we only have a a little bit more time left, but tell me, at what point did you decide, you know, I'm going to turn this into a book? I started researching and writing almost instantly because, for two reasons. One is that writing is how I make sense of things. It's how I've always made sense of things. It's how I come to understand what I think and what I feel, and I was so lost that I needed to write in order to sort of find out what it was that was really going on inside of me in this roiling, you know, sort of discovery. And then the other reason I started writing and researching right away was because there was a tremendous sense of urgency. It's like there was a ticking clock. The people who might still know something about the story, they were elderly, uh, mm-hmm. and they might not be around very much longer, and they might hold some answers. Um, so, and, you know, look, also, I'm a writer who has spent my life, Inheritance is my 10th book, and all of my books um, have centered on, in some way or another, the theme of family secrets, the corrosive power of secrets, what families do to each other, often in the name of love. I've mm-hmm. always written about that in my novels, in my memoirs, and now here was the, the, here was the, like, you know, I describe it in the book as the black box. Yes. Like, years later, like, finding the black box, Mm -hmm. opening that box, and having all of those secrets, you know, there's a line in my book, I always knew there was a secret, what I didn't know, the secret was me. Oh, that was so powerful when I read that. It's unbelievable. I know. I want to just jump into the fact that you also have a podcast, Family Secrets. How did that come about? Because I know it's hugely popular. Yeah, that's been just such a wonderful experience and ride. Family Secrets came about really very organically after writing Inheritance and people started telling me their stories. And I thought, wow, these are such powerful and amazing stories and I wish I could share them. I, w- I wish other people could hear them. And so I created this podcast with iHeartMedia uh, in which in every episode um, I sit down with a guest um, you know, of my choosing and we dive into the story of that guest's family secret, all different kinds of family secrets. Mm. And, um, and there, we talk for a long time and then, and then I edit their story into you know, sort of a, a tight little story that I kind of hold with my own... Um, narration a little bit. I mean, my guests really trust me to, you know, be really respectful and caring of their stories, which, which I, I, I hope I am, because I'm 
approaching them as someone who has also experienced a huge family secret. And yeah. and I think the show's popularity, which, you know, took me completely by surprise. I mean, it, when it launched, it launched straight into the top 10 on the charts. And I was like, whoa, what? Wow. Is that <laughs> so many of us, you know, we may not have this kind of family secret, yeah. but we all have families yes. and we all have secrets. Mm-hmm. And there's something that is so um, powerful about someone coming forward and owning their story. And, you know, these are not anonymous, my guess. These are people telling their stories. Right. Some of them have already written books or even made documentaries about their, about their secrets. They're, they're telling the truth of themselves because, you know, that old adage, you know, the truth will set us free. It's really true. There's a reason why that is said so often. And it's not that it, it's not sometimes painful or shocking, but it's always always ultimately liberating I was going to say yes it's so freeing I I just want to add that when my dad passed away in 2015 I kept thinking to myself and usually I'm right I wonder what else I'm going to find out I wonder I I just have this Mm. feeling some other things are going to be revealed and they were I found some new people Mm. in the family it was shocking because again it was this there's more to this there's more to this story this has not ended yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I know we have to wrap, even though I'd love to talk to you for another few hours. <laughs> um, tell me, <laughs> where can people find out more about you? Um, the two best way- ways are follow me on Instagram. That's my favorite social media platform. And on Instagram, I'm Danny Writer. That's just D-A-N-I Writer. Okay. And then um, my website is dannyshapiro.com. And, um, and you can uh, download my podcast wherever you get your podcasts on any on any app um you know iHeartMedia's app or or itunes or apple or or just go on my website you can get it there too fantastic thank you so much for calling into the show i really enjoyed talking with you thanks Congra- it was such a pleasure to talk to you you too congratulations if you missed any part of this everything is up on my show blog get the funk out show dot org. if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at moms m-o-m-z underscore rock You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.